Hello everybody, this is Dr. Vince Gutierrez from MovementThinker.org. Today's podcast is going to be relatively short, quick, to the point. Um, recording this one late and, you know, it's a Sunday evening. There's always obligations and sometimes you just want to hang out. So that's what I did this weekend. Mostly just hung out. This one is from June of 2016, Soft Cell to Patients. Your clients do not know what you know. Man, this says a lot. We are highly educated. I mean, some of us more than others, of course. And our patients come into the session with varying levels of education regarding either their health or the specific ailment that they have. Sometimes there's some things that irk me, though. And if the patient comes in with more information than the clinician we got a problem, right? We dedicate so much time to teaching our patients that I'm frustrated if my patient knows more than the clinician working with them. Don't be offended. I'm going to talk to you like an eight-year-old until you've earned the right for me to talk to you like a teenager. I'll talk to you like a teenager until you've earned the right to be spoken to like a college student, so on and so forth. I have to ensure that as a clinician... You know what I'm trying to teach you. If that means that I have to dumb it down a little bit at first, so be it. Senor Sosnowski, Providence Catholic, gotta love him. Senor once said that a smart person can always climb down the ladder of intelligence, but an ignorant person can't just climb up the ladder. They have to put the work in in order to get to a certain level of intelligence on a topic. I'll be the first to say I suck at a lot of things, but PT just ain't one of them, right? And so I do my best to educate my patients. I take my background that I have in education. You know, I study to be a teacher. I take my background in education, and I use that during my sessions to figure out where is that patient at in their readiness to change? Where is that patient at in their ability to learn? Where is that patient at in their ability to read? Because not every patient can read. And if you just hand them their their forms to fill out, sometimes you're not going to get truthful answers, right? Especially if they can't read the question. And we have to understand where our patients are at. And so to do that, we have to spend time with them, right? We have to sit with them. We have to converse with them. Make them feel comfortable around us. Because I can honestly say I've had patients in the past couple of months, I've had multiple patients in the past couple of months that acknowledge that they can't read. And that was a hard thing for them to say initially, but uh, it's, it's not my job to shame anybody. It's not my job to treat that person any less of a person as any less of a person because they can't read. Right? We all go through our own struggles. It doesn't matter why, but we all have our own struggles. We all have our, our day one somewhere. And my job is to get in there and help that patient as best as I can. Trying to demean the patient is not going to help that patient. So just remember that when you're working with patients, everybody has struggles. But you're going to have those those other patients that are well above and beyond what you expect to come in as a patient. And I have a few, and I've had many of those over my career, and I have a few of those now who put the time in outside of the clinic to go through and learn on their own. You know, I mean, again, I had the one patient who brought in the book Crooked 
during a session and he's questioning me on, on the stuff in the book. <laughs> and if I gave him an answer that he didn't appreciate, he was ready to walk out, right? He came in, he interviewed me before he chose me for PT, which is awesome. I mean, I wish all patients did that. But um, he had already told me he walked out on two other therapists. So I, I appreciate patients that put the work in. The next quote simply calls for a direct and simple correlation that is made between your intervention and the positive outcome achieved by your patient. Look, I expect people to improve. With patients that I don't expect to improve, because it does happen, right? I am over-educating that patient on day one. I am going deep into the weeds on day one with that patient, talking about what I expect to happen and what are the other options, right? So let's say that a patient comes in with back issues, because it's a common thing you're going to see in PT, and the patient has myotomal weakness, right? They, they have a loss of the ability to move their ankle in a certain direction, and that may be paired with a reflex change or a sensation issue. I'm educating that patient on day one. Look, hey, we're not going to do months of therapy. I mean, if I can't help you, we're going to, to get some imaging. Um, we're going to send you to see a specialist, a surgeon, or pain specialist to see what our other options are that we might be able to help you because you know we don't want these this nerve damage to become permanent and the patient to lose the ability to regain that nerve function um, over the course of time so I'm doing a lot to educate on the first day especially if that patient's coming in in a, a worse off shape or I don't expect that patient to improve but, you know, again, this is few and far between. For the most part, I expect patients to improve. In the end, I'll never act as the hero, right? I act more like a facilitator in the clinic. When the patients understand that they are the ones in charge of the symptoms, I become the cheerleader. And, and I say that even to this day. I don't know how long I've been saying that for. It's got to be at least 10 years where... When the patient improves and, you know, they're on their last day and they say thank you and whatnot and so forth, I, uh, I always say, hey, it wasn't me. I was just the cheerleader. You're the one who put in the work. Um, and, and that is to empower the patient. You know, it's purposeful when I say that. It's to empower the patient to make sure that the patient knows that they have the control. There's no magic in me, right? I'm just, I can be a guide. You know, I could be the... Um, the little yellow book that we used to have, the cliff notes. You know, I could be the cliff notes to your symptoms and sometimes to symptom improvement, but I'm not the one who's actually creating the improvement, right? And and for the most part, I'm a cheerleader. You know, there's a, a story that, I don't know if I've told here yet, but I'll tell it now. I always tell patients that anything that you do in the clinic, I've either done or I'm willing to try. I used to tell patients that all the time. I don't tell any patients that nowadays because I had one patient who took me up on that offer and I doubt she'll ever hear this, but that's okay. It's always a fun story. So I had a patient whose main goal was to wear high heels. Why she wanted to wear high heels, irrelevant, right? But her goal was to wear high heels. And <laughs> I had worked with this patient from wheelchair to standing to high-level activities. And uh, finally she asked me, you ever worn high heels? <laughs> and I knew where she was going with this too because I had been treating this patient off and on for a while. 
And uh, I just smiled and said, nope. <laughs> so, you know, she, she threw it back at me. Anything you give a patient, you've either done or you're willing to try, right? I'm not a hypocrite. You know, the one thing I'm not, I'm not a hypocrite. So <laughs> I may be wearing heels, but I ain't a hypocrite. And uh, she came in the next session with a pair of heels for me. And we did the session in heels and it was funny for the other therapists to watch me wear heels. It was funny for the employees within the hospital to watch me wear heels. It was funny for the construction workers who were working and building the new branch of the hospital to watch me wear heels. Um, but I gained the patient's respect, right? The, the, that's really what matters is, you know, the relationship between the therapist and the patient. <laughs> but the, the best part of the story is uh, I have absolutely no need for heels, right? So, of course not. <laughs> so, you know, I put the heels back in the box after our session. And, you know, in, in a hospital, everybody has their little area, right? And so at the time, we had um, a chart room, and I had my computer, and I just threw the, the heels underneath the, the computer. Years later, we uh, they, they changed the break room, or they changed the, the charting room. Um, and turned it into something else and so we all had to take our stuff those people that know me know that I mean I operate like a tornado you know you go into my car and it's it's a mess you know there's a quick tan, uh, tangent I cleaned my car for the first time in probably eight years uh, this past summer so I found stuff from years ago in there anyway um, so yeah I threw the heels in the back seat of my car and my wife asked me to pick her mom up. <laughs> so, you know, I picked up her. And mind you, this is like a year and a half, two years later that I actually wore the heels. And I picked up her mom. Her mom sat in the back seat. And you know, nothing. I, you know, I take her mom back home and nothing of, of no, nothing comes of it, right? And then my wife says, who's been in your car? <laughs> You just have to see the situation play out. She says, "Who's been, who's been in your car? Um, your mom? <laughs> no." She goes, "No, no. Who's been in your car?" <laughs> you just had to be there. So anyway, I told her about the heels, and you know, and she she knew the story because she worked there also. So. <laughs> <laughs> but funny story, I will act as a cheerleader and I will go so far as to wear a pair of high heels in the clinic for you. If that's going to give you confidence, if that's going to make you feel better about doing what you're doing. So, so again, as therapists, we should be more like cheerleaders, never the heroes of the story. Thanks for listening. You guys have a good week. This podcast is meant for educational purposes only. The views expressed during this podcast are that of the creator, Dr. Vince Gutierrez, and do not reflect the views of the authors that are cited during the podcast. Again, this is for educational and entertainment purposes only. If you have a physical limitation or a pain, please seek out a licensed professional. Thank you for listening.